This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I love it. That's the first time I've heard that intro, Matthew Collar. Uh, you're big time now. You get to your own intro, and that uh, sound bites there pretty much encapsulates what it means to be a Viking fan over the last couple decades. So bravo. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, shout out to Dave Harrigan yes. for uh, terrific production ability and the addition of the video game music yes. as a uh, Nintendo player from back in the day. I'm sure you and I are both uh, of the age of kids who played actual Tech Mobile. Yes, um, you know, Bo, way back when. Bo Jackson, baby, you can't go wrong with Bo Jackson. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Vikings host the Giants. Uh, appropriately enough, it's a whiteout game. It's a whiteout here in Minnesota. Um, I've seen, so the first time they wear the full white uniforms at home, I saw somebody uh, pose what it would look like if they actually had white helmets, and that looked pretty sweet, i got to say that. I think they're just going with the regular purple helmets, though. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, because the NFL did change their rules this year uh, where you can actually use an alternate helmet, because what it used to be was they could put on different jerseys, but I think they had to keep the same helmets, mm-hmm. if I have that right. And so they finally changed that around, and I don't know, maybe we'll see uh, I, something like eventually where, like, the Goldie ones or something yes. that, uh, you know, colleges are using. But, you know, I, I'm into it. I, I like when they experiment a little I bit. I, I don't yep. need the same jerseys all the time. I Frankly, I'm surprised the NFL hasn't done that already. Like, you know, college football, it's like it's so many different uniform combinations for these colleges. You'd think it'd be a marketing opportunity and a sales opportunity for the NFL uh, you'd think they'd get on board with that. Um, so what worked for the defense against the Colts in the second half last week? And, again, it, it was the Colts. But what lessons did they learn? What things, tweaks did they make that uh, will be part of the game plan moving forward? Yeah, you definitely have to put a little bit of a qualifier on it because yeah. Matt Ryan just got benched for the second time this season, and now they're going to use Nick Foles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that just kind of tells yeah. you how bad the Indianapolis offense has been. I think they entered that game 31st in scoring. And the funny thing was most of their production in that game came via blocked punts or right. uh, pick six and, and things like that. So the defense overall, I mean, it's weird to say that they had a great day when the other team had 36 points out there, but they really did make some changes that I think have been in the cards for a while. And I could not tell you why it took so long. And I think Kevin O'Connell had been pushing Ed Donatel to try to do some of these things. But what I really noticed the most was a, the amount of times they blitzed 
They blitzed on about half of the snaps in the second half, which has not been a thing for this defense really at all, all season long. Um, but what really stood out was Harrison Smith looking a lot more like the old Harrison Smith in the way that they used him. Up until last week, they had blitzed him less than 10 times all year, which is just crazy considering that he's had so much success with pressuring quarterbacks uh, throughout his career. And he's been kind of used as a deep safety where he's not up at the line of scrimmage very often, which I think is his best skill. And finally, when I went back and watched the, uh, the coach's film, you could see him coming up to the line of scrimmage. You could see him confusing Matt Ryan at times. So I think they were just a much more aggressive defense, and that's what they're going to have to be. Like, they're not going to be perfect. They still have flaws. They still have weaknesses, especially in the secondary. But if they need to make game-changing plays like sacks and interceptions and fumbles and things like that, which they probably do to be competent enough to take this team anywhere, you're going to have to get your key players a little more activated. You know, Eric Hendricks blitzed a bunch in that game. Like, those are the things that should have been happening. And, uh, you know, hey, better late than never, I guess. Um, when we look at the, the the remaining schedule, and I know, obviously, there's a lot to be determined yet. I mean, they still have even have a possibility to be the number one seed. But when you look at that battle for the two seed, like with the 49ers, I mean, how significant a difference would it be from the two seed uh, to being the three seed? How How important is that? Yeah, this is something that I've tried to figure out and is a little bit tricky to put a number on because, of course, divisional round teams that go on the road, which is the difference between two and three. So Mm -hmm. if the Vikings were to win in the first round, um, if they get the two seed, they would play at U.S. Bank Stadium. If they get the three, uh, it's possible that they would go on the road. And, of course, you don't want to leave your friendly confines of U.S. Bank Stadium, but the home field advantage across the league has really gone away from what it used to be. I mean, maybe it's just because teams are very scientific about how they travel or, you know, things are a little bit easier, sleep schedules, all all the different things that go into it. Teams are smarter, players are are better prepared, and referees are not as impacted by home and away like they used to be back in the day. So even Las Vegas and gamblers have realized this and do not put as much of an emphasis on it. At the same time, you can't tell me it wouldn't be better to be at U.S. Bank Stadium But then there's this other part of it that, you know, the Vikings have a thin roster. Like, you go one layer down from the star players, and you're just losing to almost anybody. So if you got Justin Jefferson Hurt or Christian Derrissaw or Zadarius Smith or Daniil Hunter or Patrick Peterson, you're just not going anywhere. And so Kevin O'Connell, I mean, when I asked him about it earlier this week about handling that, you know, whether to play players or rest them or, or limit snaps for certain players, he kind of hemmed and hawed about it. Like, I, he's like, oh, on one hand, we need all of our players, but on another hand, we want to play at home. And I think it's, you know, it might sort itself out anyway because um, if they lose this game and San Francisco wins, uh, then it's going to be really hard for the Vikings because they, they don't have tiebreakers over San Francisco to get that number two seed. So that would kind of sort it out a little bit if they lost against the Giants. Um, if they don't, they might have to have a tough decision of whether to keep pressing and try to get that number two seed because. I, I mean, I do think it probably holds a little more importance than maybe some other stadiums to be here at U.S. Bank. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the health note, how healthy is the offensive line? Are they getting healthier? Uh, Bradbury, I think he, he's still out, right? But uh, the backup has been doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, Austin Schlopman is, is going to play again, and this is going to be a big test for him because this Giants team has two of the best interior defensive linemen in the entire league. 
uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Those guys can really, really attack the quarterback, which is you know probably the most interesting matchup just on the field, X's and O's wise. Is the Vikings have had so much trouble with teams that pressure up the middle, and you know the Giants could be someone that they face in the playoffs. So they're going to get a look at that, like how these guys can impact the game. But Garrett Bradbury uh, did not practice this week. Kevin O'Connell said that it, you know it looks like he'll be back within the next week or two because they're already in the playoffs. They can allow him to get 100% healthy. They don't have to push him back early mm-hmm. like you would have to do you know, in the fight for the playoff race if you were on the uh, in-the-hunt graphic. So, yeah, and Austin Schloman has been around the league a little bit. He was with Denver before, so he, kinda, he knows what he's doing. But this, this is definitely a, a really difficult matchup for him. And the Giants have struggled this year against the run, and that's where I'm interested to see how the Vikings take advantage on the ground. They had that big 40-yard run for Delvin Cook, but then – most of last week's game, they were just throwing the ball. And it's been a really inconsistent running game throughout the year. It's kind of been, you know, feast or famine with more famine than feast uh, from Delvin Cook. So I, th- I think this is a, is a challenge for them to kind of stay patient and continue to run the ball because you don't want Kirk Cousins taking a lot of hits from those interior defensive linemen. Uh, talking to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Uh, he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, I was reading uh, your mailbag that uh, I get uh, every week, and we always get questions about Kirk Cousins now. Do we actually like him? Do we trust him yet? Can he be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? Uh, again, there have been lesser quarterbacks who've won Super Bowl rings, and, again, the, the stats not as high as they were last year, but... He sure look. It just seems to me again. You know a thousand percent more than I do. I just am just kind of a fan, or just a fan of watching the game. There just seems to be something different with him this year. Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting conundrum because you know I, I like to lean on the stats a lot and look at a lot of different numbers, as you know from reading the newsletter. Uh, I try to look at it in yeah. many different ways. And, and I looked at a very telling stat, which is yards per attempt when adjusted for sacks and interceptions, mm-hmm. and looked at comparisons for other recent winning quarterbacks from Kirk's season. And, all I mean, there were some really big names on the list, like Tom Brady 2013, Ben Roethlisberger in 2020. But one thing that was in common is eventually things kind of ran to an end with okay. those quarterbacks. Like No one who's had his numbers has reached the Super Bowl uh, since 2010, you know, hmm. we, okay. trying to adjust for like the, you know, modern NFL, they're yep. not going sure. back to the, you know, 90s or something. So recent quarterbacks who have had this sort of lack of efficiency have not, you know, had a lot of success when it gets to the postseason. But the interesting thing about this is they're probably a better team right now than they were early in the season, mm-hmm. not only adjusting to Kevin O'Connell's system, but also TJ Hawkinson. Last week they start hitting on screen passes, which they haven't all year. Last week they used K.J. Osborne, which they haven't all year. So it kind of depends also on how you're playing as you go into the playoffs that matters. But is something different about Kirk Cousins? I don't think it really is, but I I do think that his communication throughout games with his head coach on the sidelines is a big deal. I think that you know when, when someone believes in you, say if Brad Lane believes in you, then everybody else is going to say, you know what, the leader believes in our guy Adam. And I think that that matters, that when the head coach did not have any belief in the quarterback, how is anybody who's following the leader 
supposed to feel any differently right. than that. And I think that the vibe has absolutely changed. That's a great point. Um, because, th- and that's different. And that's something, you know, that we always, you know, we, we love the videos of Kevin O'Connell getting emotional in the locker room. And at the same time, the cynic in me says, well, it doesn't really matter. These guys are professional football players. This is their job to play football. But it does matter, don't you think? I mean, it, 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 it matters when you got a guy who's a little more relatable than the last guy and a guy who a little does things a little bit differently. Now, does that translate into actual victories in, in the playoffs? Remains to be seen, but it's it certainly that to me is, is different and the players do respond to that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's also another part of this too. And I, and I look, I think that Kevin O'Connell has pushed all the right buttons with mm-hmm. the players from day one, from the way he handled their health in the preseason and training camp, Veteran players have long known that they didn't need preseason reps to be good at football. When it got to the regular season, he listened to them as opposed to getting guys hurt like Mike Zimmer did in the past. Uh, I think that he's put them in command of the locker room. He's he's shown a ton of trust in them. He's communicated with Justin Jefferson extremely well. It's not a I coach, you play type of relationship, which I think – you know, people act like that's a that's a generational thing. I think veteran players like that more than anything. The guys that uh, are in their – you know, late twenties and thirties, they like to be trusted and listened to by the coaching staff, uh, probably even more than the younger players. And this is a veteran type of team. There is another part of me that says a team that has to win at the last second, every single game, (laughs) do you believe in them when they have to play San Francisco or Philadelphia or Dallas? And that is the one major concern, like of all these things that they've done right. And all the things the coach has done, right. There is still that part of me that goes, I wonder if this this whole thing runs to an end, and that's kind of what these last couple of games they're ha- they have to try to prove that that, yeah. that it hasn't been kind of just this fluky thing. And that's why I said last week, and I said it on Monday too. I, yeah, my faith uh, that they do significant things in the playoff is not there. In the playoffs is not there, based on the defense performance, but just the entirety of this season, two like jaw droppingly bizarre entertaining games sometimes you just have to sit back and even if you're a die hard viking fan say i don't know if they're going to do anything but man this has been a fun fun season i mean it's been so entertaining that i just hope we at least have a couple more of those moments yeah i think that's that's the struggle that everybody who's watching this team is having it's like okay all of this has been super fun and it's been one of the most intense seasons i've ever covered of course uh, as far as every game coming down to the end. But then, you know, I asked uh, our friend Brian Murphy the other day, mm-hmm. but if they lose in the first round, everyone forgets all this, Exactly, right? Like, 100%. that's probably the case, isn't yep. it? Yep, 100%. And then we're like, oh, man, we were 13, you know, they had this great record and they didn't do anything. You're probably right, which is why you have to live live, live in the moment, Matthew. You've got to cherish each moment you have. Thank you, sir. I know it's a right. holiday weekend. Merry Christmas to you and to Sloan. Say hi to Sloan for me. And, uh... Have fun covering the game tomorrow, and have a great holiday. All right. Merry Christmas to you guys, too, and uh, stay safe out there. All right. Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Subscribe. Purple Insider. You get all the stuff in the inbox. You can check out the podcast and the work he does. Uh, Nobody covers the Vikings like Matthew. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 